it's like a mini tennis game. It's between tennis and ping pong and it's just a smaller court, but it has become this phenomenon, I guess, just in the U S I don't know. I think I know it was invented here. It, you use a wiffle ball instead of a tennis ball. Anyway, everybody and anybody is playing this thing, this game. And I went to this park next door this morning to play. They have like an open play and it was packed. So, you know, when you see something like that, you can tell people are enjoying, you know, being outside the weather today just happens to be very cool and beautiful. But I think that that has, it has kind of spurred this intrigue to say, Hey, like, let's get outside more. And because we've needed to, like, once you get used to it, like we, we don't eat in restaurants still inside. So when we eat outside, we're getting that extra benefit of the fresh air and the views. So yeah, I hope people realize that and stick to it and, and enjoy it, continue to enjoy it. Yeah, I think we are um, back inside in restaurants, some outdoor space, but it is a lot colder in the UK than Florida. So <laughs> That is true. And I do recognize it's seasonal and, it, and it's too hot here, you know, other times uh, of the year. So that that is challenging. But there are people who live in very cold climates who, you know, they just bundle up and they go out. And we did actually, we, we spent the summer in New Jersey. Well, during part of the pandemic, we stayed in New Jersey for, for more, uh, more months. We were there through November. So it was cold and we had to bundle up and eat outside if we wanted to see anybody else, you know, grandparents. So I get it. You know, you just have to adapt what you're doing. And just like when the hot sun is beating down here, you know, I, I protect to protect my skin. And so it, it's challenging, but it's worth it because now we know how beneficial nature is. So it, it's important to kind of get past those barriers. And I guess the key, like you said, is that adapting that, mm. you know, we are pretty adaptable as a species, but sometimes resistant to it. But actually if it's cold, once you've kind of got used to, all right, I've got a bundle up and then it's, it's not such a big deal anymore. Um, it's just that initial, <laughs> it's cold out. Yeah. So Sandy, do you have like a final thought on uh, nature, eco-happiness, anything like that, that you'd like to share with us before I ask you my set questions? Well, I want everyone to realize that it is accessible and it's easy and the world is really your oyster as far as picking what activities to do. You know, no one is telling you, you have to go plan a camping trip for a week, you know, and cook on your own or whatever. I think if you love, if you, if you're, there's a good example, if you love to cook, well, maybe you want to just grow some herbs on your windowsill or start growing some produce, you know, in individual pots. If you don't want to like go to the extent or don't have the space to have a full garden, you know, there's, you can again, adapt what your interests are and then just be mindful and, and say, Hey, how can I, you know, get exposed to more nature today? And, you know, the research shows that it's best just like meditation to do a little bit every day and try to just fit it into an annual vacation. Right. So about 20 minutes a day is what they would experts recommend. And if this means, you know, getting up a little earlier to do a morning walk or saying, Hey, let's go eat dinner outside today, or, you know, let's go explore a new park. You know, it's all of that. I do have a free quiz. It is geared towards uh, parents, you know, to take the quiz for their kids or their kids to take the quiz. And then you get a free list of nature activities based on your interest. But honestly, like 
adult, I've taken it and a few of my friends and, and family. And so anyone can take it. it. It's a, it's a fun little experience and yeah, you'll get a list of activities depending on your interests. So if you're creative, you'll get that list. If you like um, an outdoor adventure, you'll get a list geared towards that. And then you'll kind of start with that checklist of, of different activities to try out. Yeah, that sounds really fun. I love those kind of like tick off. Have I done this thing? And like, like collecting uh, stuff, <laughs> you know, um, a nature bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. And we'll um, share the details in the show notes so that people can find that quiz as well. Um, yeah. Uh, so I would love to hear your thoughts on my set questions. So which you've not seen before or heard before. So it's <laughs> all off the cuff. Um, <laughs> so it's fine. Don't worry, don't panic. Uh, so the first one, hopefully nice and easy, is what brings you joy in your life? The first thing that comes to mind are my children. And so, you know, I could give you a very, you know, nature-related answer, but it's my kids. And I guess when it does come to the environment, when, when my kids choose, for example, my daughter chose a science experiment that has to do with flowers. So that makes me brings me lots of joy and I'm proud. And, you know, when they're doing things that show that they're, that they care about the environment, I kind of feel like, Oh, I taught them something. So, you know, but they bring me joy every day and awe. they bring me lots of awe. So. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so my next question is sometimes similar, sometimes not. Uh, what makes life meaningful for you? Well, what makes life meaningful for me? Hmm. For me, my life is meaningful when I'm a very goal-oriented person. And so I like when something kind of, when I achieve something or I get bored, I always kind of have to find the next thing to get involved with. And so that brings me meaning. And, you know, I'm grateful that I was able to kind of come to this area uh, of, of mental health and nature, because I, you know, myself have struggled with stress and anxiety yet also have the love for the environment. So I, you know, eventually like it, it took 40 years <laughs> of my life, but I came to that point where, Oh, I can merge, you know, the, these areas that I, my interests in and have to create a passion. So yeah, that brings, that's meaningful to me for sure. Awesome. Thank you for that. So my next two questions are around our overarching topic on the podcast, which is about mental well-being. Uh, so the first one is what does mental wellness or mental well-being mean to you? It means just being in the moment. And what I struggle with and every day and, you know, and have had years of different ways to try to cope with it through, you know, therapy and then other means like positive psychology, like, like love for nature. And so the moments where I just am, I'm just in the moment, like I'm in a zone. I don't think about the future and I don't think about the past that being in that present moment is the magic to, to well-being for me, for sure. Definitely. And then I have a follow-up and I am, I'm pretty sure I can guess some of, some of your answer to this one. Uh, so the follow-up is for yourself, what you do to look after your mental well-being. So how you stay in the present moment? Well, I get plenty of sleep. I try to eat a healthy diet. 
And I do try to get myself outside. Uh, I go for lots of walks and bike rides. And I love this uh, watercolor painting, you know, of nature scenes. And for years I was taking pictures. I have so many photographs of like where, you know, from our travels of flowers and trees and, and, and nature scenes. And so I have that whole collection and then I've tried to paint some of them. But now I have this new hobby of plain air painting, which is really challenging actually to stand outside and try to capture a, a live nature scene. But I really love it. And even if I just say to myself, try to stay in the moment, don't be hard on yourself. This painting might be terrible, but at least you came out for the hour or two and you're enjoying the fresh air and the scenery. And that's what it's about. So again, it's doing what you love and just trying to feel in that moment. Yeah, lovely. Thank you for sharing that. So this this question sometimes is a challenge for people. So we'll be honest, but we'll see. <laughs> How would you describe your own mindset? <laughs> well, the honest truth is I come from a long line of warriors and whether it was learned or it's genetic or both, I think it's both my mindset tends to go to the worst case scenario. <laughs> so cognitive behavioral therapy, I've learned a lot from that. And, and uh, mindfulness and acceptance, that's also a, a recent type of therapy that I've gone through and explored. And that, of course, the whole idea of mindfulness and being the moment and, and nature helps stimulate that. So my honest answer is that my mindset is something I work on every day. I would like to have more of a growth mindset. I would like to have a mindset that I wasn't raised to have. <laughs> so I think that it's a work in progress. I, I will say my children seem to have healthier mindsets and more of a growth mindset than I do. And I don't know if that's just luck or the way their education, you know, they, cause there's more, so, you know, we didn't have any social emotional learning, you know, when I grew up, but they're getting that now. So maybe that's helping them. Um, so yeah, my mindset is to continue to work on my mindset. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but that's quite a common answer for people of like, oh, actually, <laughs> like it's improving, but it's still an ongoing journey. Um, as much of life or all of life is, isn't it? Um, so my next question is one of my favorites to ask because I'm really curious, and I know already. Uh, we've given some some tips for people getting out to nature, but this is a top tip question. So do you have one to three top tips, kind of general life tips that you would recommend that people try that could be really impactful in their life? So just one to three general things. Don't be a perfectionist. <laughs> that is one of my big struggles. Try not to care what other people think. And find, identify some self-care ways to, to engage in self-care that work for you. And, you know, my plug is to try nature, uh, but you may enjoy a massage, right? Or music, all of that, whatever you can do to find that sense of peace and presence I think is what we need, you know, to, to feel better and to heal. Well, those would be my three. And there's some really good books out there. <laughs> well, 
that leads me perfectly to my next question, actually. Um, and I know you've mentioned your book and we'll remind people of that in, in just a moment. But do you have a recommendation for us of a book or a couple of books that have been really impactful in your life that you think we should check out? Well, as I was answering your questions, the book that came to my mind was The Four Agreements. And it does talk a lot about not caring what other people think and being in the moment. And that's the kind of book I wish I woke up every day and read so that I could approach my day that way. And I've read it a few times, but you know, it's amazing how the human mind works because we forget so much, you know, when we're reading it and we're learning about it or discussing our, our issues, we we're like, yeah, I have to do that. I have to do that. And for some reason, the next day comes or the next week and, and it goes away. So that book is something that I, uh, that has been very powerful to me. So I highly recommend it for sure. It's, it's funny. I am, I'm not as far ahead on podcast episodes at the moment, but last year I'd sort of recorded like months in advance and I would do that. Someone would say something like, oh, that is amazing. I'm going to do that. And then six months later, when I come to edit, I'd be like, oh, I've not done that. (laughs) (laughs) And I just completely forgot some of it. And like one, we'd had a conversation about a book or something. I was like, oh, that sounds great. And then in between recording and editing, I had read that book and then completely forgot this conversation until I edited and I went, Oh, <laughs> we do. We forget. It's um, yeah. And there's so much we want to do, but we can't get to all of it. And and there's a balance because if we have that list and we keep adding to it, then you get stressed out. So we can do, only do what we can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So Sandy, that brings me to my final question, which is where we can connect with you. I know we sort of mentioned your book. If you can give us all the details of that, um, and yeah, just where we can find you. Yes, you can find me in the quiz and blog posts and articles and other resources. I also have a free downloadable eco-happiness challenge calendar with all kinds of activity ideas. So that's all at ecohappinessproject.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at get ecohappiness, G-E-T, ecohappiness. And then my book that's coming out in May is called Finding Eco-Happiness, Fun Nature Activities to Help Your Kids Feel Happier and Calmer. And I also have a children's book that I am self-publishing. I co-authored with a teacher friend and it's called Sky's Search for Eco-Happiness. And it's a way to engage the young children on these issues of how nature can help them with their mental health. And the book can be found anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Lovely. And we're absolutely in the show notes put all the details so people can connect to you find the books I particularly I, I mean I'm interested in your book as well but I'm a teacher by background so the one about for, you know for children I'm particularly interested you know in that for fun ways of engaging children with you know understanding yeah the impact of nature and of mental health sounds awesome that's great yeah we made it an enjoyable story about a little girl who was feeling blue and her mom said, Hey, why don't you go outside and find your friends? And then they're all doing something involving nature, like painting the, a beach scene and doing yoga outside. And so it's very accessible to kids because they get it. Cause it's, it's still like play, but then it helps them understand that if they're not feeling great, that, that, that can be a, a, a help to them and the beauty of being outside. So yeah, well, it sounds awesome. 
Sandy, thank you so, so much for, for joining us and for everything that you shared with us. I've really enjoyed speaking with you and I think some really uh, great tips and some really good, really good reminder to, to get outside and, and about the benefits of that. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me today. You're welcome. So a massive thank you again to Sandy for joining us. Um, and I really hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Um, and I want to say a massive thank you to all of you for, for tuning in, for listening uh, for the last couple of weeks of my little uh, personal check-ins. Um, hopefully that's still useful to share some thoughts and a little bit of kind of where my headspace is at so you know what's happening with the podcast. But also, yeah, maybe there is something useful in my musings Um that you can take away from that but yes I really appreciate you all for tuning in for listening for supporting the show um it really means a lot to me so thank you um and yes good to um, be recording again and putting some new content out for you and I was thinking this morning actually um in the shower which is a great thinking place (laughs) I think about um organizing some new interviews maybe some slight changes to the sort of length and format of the episodes um but generally the the same uh, sort of thing but but really thinking about the show um you know we're over two years old we are nearly 200 episodes soon um and yeah feeling really proud of the conversations that we've had and the content um that I've created and, and put out there so um yeah and it makes it well I love doing it <laughs> um obviously uh sometimes life happens as I sort of said um but you know I love the conversations I love uh, connecting with people um and creating the show and the icing on the cake is that you're tuning in and listening and supporting the show so thank you um and yes we'll be back with something next week I don't know what it will be maybe more uh, solo musings but uh yes I will be back um and as always do please connect with us online although to be perfectly honest I've not been the most active on social media recently um it's something that I just find draining and challenging at times uh so part of my self-care is sometimes to recognize actually that I can't be really present in those spaces which yeah it's probably not good business sense but (laughs) it's um personal self-care and that's what we're all about here and what is really important um but anyway you can you can connect with us on there at psyche coaching p-s-y-k-h-e coaching or you can drop me an email hannah h-a-n-n-a-h s for sierra at psyche p-s-y-k-h-e dot co dot uk i'd love to hear from you if you have guest suggestions if you would like to be on the show and share your own mental health journey experience uh, or knowledge then uh, i'd love to hear from you But yes, that's everything for this week and we'll be back next week with something. (laughs) Until then, as always, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.